Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, an ordained pastor and educator with years of experience with children, youth, young adults, parents, family ministries, and I am also your host. If you have questions or ideas, you can find the Facebook group for listeners and follow us on Insta by searching for Parents Take Five. That's F-I-V-E. And check out ParentsTakeFive.com for more church and family resources or to find out how to request a virtual meeting, speaking engagement, and workshop. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Hey y'all, it's Jen. Welcome back. Um, and I have Reverend Jen with us again. Thank goodness for Reverend Jen here. She um, was able to tell us um, a pretty amazing and unfortunate story that our last podcast um, with about an abusive relationship that she was in. And she is here today to continue that conversation. Um, as we continue to uncover uh, what abuse looks like and how to identify it within ourselves, our own relationship, um, and, and to be able to help others. Thank you, Jen, for being here. Thank you for having me back. All right, Rev. Okay. So tell me, <laughs> you mentioned that um you experienced different types of abuse. Uh, your first marriage, um, there, that type of abuse was very different than your second marriage was separate, your second type of abuse, um, which actually led into multiple types of abuse. Absolutely. Um, tell me, I think there are people who are trying to figure out if what they're going through is abusive or, you know, bad days on behalf of sure. somebody else, or even, you know, I think that there are people who are not in a relationship who are on looking that and making judgment for themselves as to whether or not that's abusive. Right. Um, as which is a whole nother can of worms, but uh, tell me, tell our listeners how to identify some of this. Sure. I think my favorite definition uh, for domestic abuse comes from the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It's a pattern of coercive behaviors used to gain, maintain, and exert power and control over an intimate partner. Mm. A pattern of coercive behaviors to control the intimate partner. That tells us that abuse is so much more than black eyes and broken bones. It is, um, of course, the physical that most people tend to think of, but it's also emotional, things like intimidation and manipulation. It's the verbal threats and insults and the humiliation. It's the financial restriction um, to access to money or harassment at work. It's sexual coercion, forced sex, even in marriage. Uh, marriage happens, um, it can happen where rape happens in marriage. Mm. Uh, and that's not always thought about, but mm. marriage um, is not 
continual consent. I mean, that still needs to be a conversation that we have. And then there's electronic abuse, which is like surveillance or using cameras in the home against the person there. Maybe it's putting a GPS tracker on a car or uh, even spiritual abuse, using scripture to um, coerce a person or maybe deny access to church. If a, if a woman is told like I was, you are not the subservient wife that God wants you to be, what does that tell that person? That's not a direct quote of scripture. That is um, a twisting of what scripture mm -hmm. says. But when you're so confused and overwhelmed by the abuse, you're not thinking straight. Right. Right. Wow. That's just a lot. That's a lot. Wow. I I'm still digesting this because I mean, that so much falls into that and you can see, I, I can see how how all of that can add up very quickly um, and snowball. Yes. What would, what is it um, if you found yourself listening to that and you're thinking, okay, one or two of these things sound familiar to me. Um, maybe. What, how do, what should we respond with? Like, how do, how do, what's the first thing that we should kind of think through? Um, if you do notice several of these patterns in your relationship, I think it's something to be aware of. So it's, we're not talking about something that happens once mm. we're talking about patterns of behavior in a relationship. So if you're noticing these patterns over months or over years, over decades, like I did, um, it's something that we should pause and think and maybe even explore a little bit further um, the hotline.org is the national domestic violence hotline. There's a lot of information there about mm -hmm. abuse. Love is respect is another website that maybe has information that would be useful to you so that you can go and look, Hey, I think I might be in a domestic violence situation, but he doesn't hit me. Is it still abuse? Yes. It's still abuse. Even if he doesn't hit you. Mm. How painful. I, I can imagine that would be hard for people um, if, if there are no physical bruises. Um, I would imagine that that's just a harder story to tell. Right. Because there's maybe not a tangible way to get people to believe you. Mm -hmm. um, it might be harder to articulate the emotional turmoil that you're in when it's all about manipulation and intimidation uh, in the relationship and, the, and then the verbal threats to keep you in line. A domestic violence situation doesn't have to be physically violent all the time because if there's occasional violence with emotional coercion mm. uh, and verbal threats to keep you in line the rest of the time, you're gonna stay in line in order to reduce the amount of physical violence that happens. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm processing through some things myself, right. As I'm listening to this and, um, you know, I've, I've heard people who, um, I can think of a, a particular person who has said that, you know, their spouse gets really angry and they'll hit walls or, you know, they've punched things, they've knocked over things in a house, they've they've shown this vis physical violence, not 
um, towards one of the people, mm-hmm. but towards the property. Um, right. That's still abuse. Yeah. Yeah. So if I, um, if maybe I'm experiencing one of those things mm-hmm. and you think that you're in a healthy relationship, do you think it would be appropriate from your experience um, to talk with your spouse or significant other, your intimate partner to say, I don't like that, please like, don't follow me like, or don't, um, don't put that tracker on my car or, um, you know, don't call my work or, or whatever it is, you know, like whatever the single thing is that could turn into a pattern. Um, or do you think that that is not helpful? I think it depends on the relationship. If you're in a relationship where you can actually say to your significant other, I don't like that. Please don't do that. That makes me uncomfortable. And that is received well by the other person. And you can have a a conversation. You can dialogue about it. That sounds like a pretty healthy relationship. Mm. But if you put a boundary in place and somebody gets mad Mm. because of that boundary, if you are afraid to tell your spouse, please don't do that. I'm uncomfortable with that. Please don't call me at work. If you know that's going to get backlash and um, a lot of aggression in response to you putting a boundary in place, then that's a pretty good sign that it is an unhealthy or toxic relationship. Oh, that is so hard. Like, uh, um, gosh, I, I'm almost like, sorry, Jen, I'm, I'm uh, oh, processing. Okay. I, yeah, I, I'm not an interviewer. Like I didn't go to school for this. Like this is passionate for me and I'm, um, really struggling a bit because uh, I, when it was requested that I do this, you know, there's, um, some question around how, you, you love that person and you want to, Absolutely. I mean, it's this, it's, I think they're, there's a struggle there, right? You love this person. And so you justify things and then you, I mean, no wonder it's called abuse, right? Um, Right. And there's so many reasons people stay in unhealthy relationships. And a lot of times I would say, particularly for people of faith, they really want to try to make it work. They believe and they hope for change and they're going to try to make um, every uh, adjustment on their end to try to be a better spouse and try to help um, their significant other overcome whatever struggles they seem to have. But um, staying in the abuse isn't always the right answer. If you're at personal risk, if you have death threats against you, like I did, eventually Mm. um, you do have to kind of reckon with, is it going to be safer for me and my children to leave as opposed to staying and trying to make it work when there's been maybe many years of evidence that all the trying in the world doesn't seem to make a difference. Mm. Well, uh, Reverend Jen, when we uh, do our next episode, um, I I think that's a good place to start. Um, Let's look at our kids um, and and really think through that um, because it has certainly, there's an impact on our 
on our own children through this. So um, it, again, if someone is going through this, they're wrestling with what to do. They're not really sure if this is abuse. They're questioning. They don't, they're, they're grappling with all of this. Where should they go? What should they do? Um, I would say seek out your local family violence shelter. I think that's always a great place to start. Um, and I mentioned two resources, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, uh, which has a website, um, texting help, as well as a call hotline. And then Love is Respect is another website that they can go to just to learn more about whether or not they think they're in an abusive relationship. Hmm. And I guess they could always go to the library and do that if 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 they feel unsafe about doing that at Absolutely. home or on their own personal devices. Absolutely. That is a, such an important point. If you don't feel safe to look up these things on your own um, devices, if you're being watched, if your um, significant other has your passwords and can track where you go online, um, do find another way, such as going to the library to look it up. Thank you again. Thank you. Listeners, you guys know what to do if you or a loved one is struggling with this. So um, let's uh, hold each other accountable in love and support one another. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.